Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Who are the Hatfields? Who are the McCoys? And what caused that infamous feud between the two families? We'll answer all of these questions and more on this edition of Getting Schooled. I'm Abby Hornacek. While neighborly disputes are normal from time to time, they don't typically last decades or even over a century for that matter. But for the Hatfields and McCoys, the bitter feelings between one another have stood the test of time. The origins of the family's generational feud have been long debated, leaving many to wonder why the drama still exists today. So who were the original leaders of the Hatfields and McCoys? What incident sparked the historic family drama that we still talk about? And what are the descendants up to now over a century later? Well, who better to answer these questions than members of the very two families? Today, I am joined by Hatfield descendant Amber Bishop and McCoy descendant Courtney McCoy De Prospero. And Amber and Courtney join me now. Ladies, how's it going? We're doing great. Done. I'm doing really good. That's great. I'm enjoying the sunlight. Oh, sun sun changes everything. You know, it's it, it does. We need some of that in New York City. Can you send some our way? You know, we <laughs> we like to keep it all to ourselves. It's making our mountains beautiful right now. <laughs> there you go. You can have it. We 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 don't have many mountains in the city, just when you get out of the city. So I'll, I'll let you have that one. Um, look, guys, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I know you've met before, but um, I, I'm really excited that we're all kind of converging in one place now. It's very exciting. I want to get some background, some beef that dates way, way back years and years ago. So Amber, let's just start with you. Um, I want to get the background first. How are you related to the Hatfields and how can you, uh, what can you tell me about just your ancestry? Um, well, the Devil Ants is my great, great, great grandfather. And it, it goes Devil Ants. He had Robert Hatfield. Robert had Craig. Craig had my grandfather, Yule. Yule had my mother, Nancy, and then she had me. So you're, we're straight from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, can you uh, dive a little bit deeper into Devil Ants Hatfield? Because he is a figure that's kind of at, at the crux of this. And I, I would argue to say people who have heard of Hatfields and McCoys have obviously heard of Devil Ants. Oh yes, he and I'll and I'll tell you a little bit of history too. My my grandfather Yule actually thought that he was Devil Ants. I mean, he wanted to be just like him. He looked up to him, and you know, he he always it was always you know we was always raised around with the heritage. My grandma had a room with everything in it, with the guns and the blankets and the pillows, you know, the pictures. I mean, it was all there. But I mean, it there you know that feud lasted almost 30 years, you know, in the 1860s. And I, my personal opinion, I really do think that it all started over Asia Harmon McCoy. 
I think, you know, he was a Union soldier and he was killed by Devil Ants and he was killed by um, Jim Vance. And, you know, I think that they, you know, they, he actually thought that the Devil Ants thought that he actually killed his friend. And then, you know, you heard the stories of the pig and then you hear John C. and Roseanne. So I think it just was a story that went into different you know, segments along the 30 years, over the 30 years. I think that it just started, you know, it started with the war, then it started with, you know, the pigs, and then it started, you know, it, it was a number of different things that just elevated up to, you know, all these killings and bloodshed. Right. Okay, Courtney, I want to get to you first before we delve a little bit deeper into what Amber just said. Uh, can you tell me your background? Tell me about the McCoys and what your origins are, how you're related? Yes. So William McCoy would have been my great, great grandfather, which was also the father of Randall. So Daniel to Randall to William. So we have the same grandparents. And then his wife, which was Sarah Sally, was also a sister to my grand, great, great grandfather. So very both sides of the tree, very entangled. What do you think started all of this? Do you agree that it began with Asa? I believe that it started previous to Asa because there was a Confederacy issue where the Wildcats did leave some of the Confederacy and some of that Confederacy group was Randall McCoy. So that would have predated the Asa Harmon Union soldier situation, which was his brother. And from that, I think there was already hard feelings where they had abandoned them during the war, went off into guerrilla warfare. They come back. Then they kill his brother, Asa. And then there is a land dispute over timber rights and different things like that. Following a pig, then the love affair. And it really didn't help that Jauncey was a womanizer. Um, <laughs> he, he just was really a womanizer and he loved the McCoy ladies and he couldn't stay away from them. Cousins, sisters, like he just wanted them all. And I think that was definitely the final straw. Um, yeah, I, I want to ask you to, you both have mentioned the pig for people who are unfamiliar with that story. Can one of you go into that for me? So with the story of the pig, there was a McCoy family that accused a Hatfield family member of theft of a pig and the brand had been branded off. So you could not tell whose pig this was. So they took it to court where there happened to be a Hatfield McCoy jury. And then one of the McCoys was married to a Hatfield. So he went with the Hatfield side, you know, because scared of what your wife might do when you get home. And then that just continued the saga from there because they felt like that their family went against them. The family wanted the pig back because at that point, you have to remember, this could be substance for a year. This was food. This was candles. This was lard. This was cleaning supplies. A pig would have been a substantial economic value mm -hmm. at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's this is back back in the times of when, you know, trading was important and you had to eat, you had to feed your family and there were limited ways to do that. So it is it is of great value and I, that would cause a fight for sure. Maybe, you know, it's kind of funny to think that one that that would cause it to go on for years and years and years. But um, Amber, from you, your perspective on all of this, I mean, you two have met. Is there still Correct. kind of a feud going on when you meet 
current members of these of this family? Yes, there there is. A, this all stems back. This was in 2012. And this is Courtney had got had partnered up with uh, some people from out of state. And they the people that was out of state thought that they were going to come into West Virginia, take over our names. And, you know, of course, I think that some of the people that they were entangled with thought that, you know, well, we're just going to come in here. These are a bunch of dumb hillbillies. They're uneducated. Well, they really got a big shock because not only was they met with vengeance, they learned really quick that nobody messes with the Hatfields. Nobody. <laughs> Courtney, what do you have to say to that? Um, her aunts and her uncles were my partners. So That's it, true. Wasn't, that is true. it wasn't, wasn't really that we were trying to take anything from them. We were trying to collaborate to make a national brand working together and not everyone seen that as a positive thing. They wanted to make sure that they were taken care of in their own ways. And, and I understand that. Uh, but a fight did ensue, a long, very long court battle with multiple different people and family members and myself and Amber and her family. And I mean, even her family also was a part of suing their family. So... Um, it was very interesting. Caused a lot of animosity. It did. It was a bad, bad, very bad deal. The whole thing was, and and I mean, I'll just tell you, we've been making moonshine for my mother at eight years old was bottling moonshine in a bathtub, you know, with her father. So it was something that was passed down to us, you know, for I mean, for generations, really, before even devil ants, and you know. We was going to do this a long time ago, but we had sickness. West Virginia had allowed in 1999 for you to apply for a moonshine licensing. My father had gotten ill and got sick and my, he passed away in 2004 and just all kinds of family issues came up. So when we did get the time to go apply for the license, all this, my mother had even made some phone calls prior to them doing that show before they had ever came into West Virginia. And we was going to do this a long time ago. So we, you know, the, I guess our beef was why was they coming in here to take what idea that we had? And my mom was like, you know what, let's all do this. When they did come in here, we had filed for a trademark, which we had filed first and we had actually filed online. So the court, when they, when the attorney online, he had actually forgot, he didn't even get to apply when we had applied the month before that. And he didn't file it properly. So, you know, we was really going to go to Supreme Court with this. But we both agreed, you know, we came to an agreement that, you know, they would go their way and we would go our way. I would just like to add to that, that it is very, I, I tend to believe, and this is no disrespect to Amber, that it is a great happenstance that we both decided to do the same thing at the same time after multiple conversations were made with productions and business potential business partners and things like that that was my biggest problem with the situation was is that it felt almost like insider information had been used to to try to finagle an additional company now we're never going to see both sides of the story because we don't no, really no. know all well and I, let me interject we also we even had a little video that we had posted on youtube years before that that company had ever came in 
to do that show. And we talked about moonshine on that. And, you know, in Airheads, we were like, oh, my gosh, they have took our idea. You know what I'm saying? They have took our idea of what, what we were going to do. And not only when this happened, you know, they literally tried to really hurt us in our business. They sent out letters and said we were fake and said that we were not Hatfields. And, you know, I never verbally what? Wait, I also, back. I also got those same letters sent to me and all the harassing Hatfield family members on social media and the attempt to cancel culture, not well, directly but, based on you. But and, and let me, I want to interject on that. The, the other side that, that you were affected by, which that was retaliating against Courtney, that they were not involved with us. That would be, a, that was my mom's other family. And I will say this, when my mom wanted to do this, she's like, you know what? Let's all do this together. Let's all come together. We don't need, you know, this other company coming in here. I think we should do this on our own. You know, let's, let's show the world, you know, what we can do. And that's when, you know, I will say that that was, that was never broached on the McCoy side. No one ever came to the McCoys and said, let's work all this together. Or we would have considered the situation. And what well, was and, best for economic development, that we did not get that call. Amber. And see, our attorney was coming back and saying, oh, Courtney and Jim called and said, can they come back in? This was a couple of years down the road. You know, can they come back in and join you on your company? But at that point, so much animosity and so much turmoil had happened. And, you know, just blood, sweat and tears and you know, all the, the, it was just horrific. It was, it was really horrific and all the attorneys. And by that point, you know, we was like, no, absolutely not. You know, my mother was like, no, you know, we have fought and we have fought for this company because if it would have been up to them, they would have tried to take us out and they would have, you know, tried to take our company. And in the midst of all this, we got our license in West Virginia. They actually took their company and they took it to South Carolina to a mass production company to make it. And so, you know, it, the it's, not, in, it's not a mass, it's not a mass production. It's a custom creation. And they used our recipes and our designs and everything that we had from our historical recipes. And then we even chose to make a whiskey because we did not want to be in the moonshine industry. We did not want to flood it with something that was totally identical once you guys did start your company. So we did take it another way. We did take it another avenue, but that did not suppress the irritation. And it, it was just, but in our eye, I know we're never going to say eye to eye on this. I mean, that, oh, no, I know. We're I, never. I definitely not. Never. Because, I mean, she, and I really do feel like, you know, I lived through this. Courtney lived through this. We seen two different sides of this battle. I seen the retaliation side. I never fought back verbally like they did. I fought back with attorneys. I never did write letters to the, you know, to try to hurt them. I never did, you know, I never did any of that. I never retaliated how they retaliated against us. Do you ladies know what would fix all of this? Amber, you said this moonshine was made in a bathtub. Maybe we just need a good old fashioned cheers with a mason jar of bathtub moonshine. And all Some therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I will tell you this, a lot of tears and a lot of, you know, our family, it caused, and Courtney knows this, um, this caused on our side of the family. Um, when they done this other show, 
I have two uncles that don't even speak to this day, mm. that don't even speak to this day. I mean, not only did this cause issues for our business and, you know, my mother and her brother and her brother actually came and apologized to her maybe two years ago, came to my mother's door and just crying his eyes out and, you know, asked mom, you know, if, if she would forgive him. And, you know, mom said, Amber, we just sit there and cried. We literally sit there and cried our eyes out. And, and was he forgiven? He was forgiven. He was forgiven. And I always said, I would just like to have an apology. <laughs> I would just like to have an apology. You know, just let's let it all, let's get it all out there and, and tell our sides and, you know, get it all out there and, and, you know, learn, let me learn your side and you learn my side. Cause I'll, I only seen the bad side. I only seen the bad side of Courtney. I only seen the legal side of them, you know, what they try to do to us and how they try to shut us down numerous amounts of times, but they didn't succeed. Well, your moonshine is made, uh, you guys said, with the same exact recipes that were passed down from Devil Ants' ancestors, and it was kept secret in the family Bible, right? Yes, my mom was, she literally was eight years old when she started bottling it, and she even says to this day, she said, Amber, dad would make me taste it. I would just taste this. And I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, mom, can you imagine me giving Addison, my daughter, Moonshine at eight, you know, at eight years old. I said, you would kill me. Would kill. If said, the moonshine didn't do that first. Yeah. Well, exactly. forgiveness is in the Bible. So it, so if we go back to the roots of where this recipe was stored, it's nice that forgiveness was given. All right. We've got to step aside for a quick recess, but we'll be back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Courtney, what, what, um, had there been any attempts, I guess I, I want to ask both of you this, have there been any attempts from friends or family to reconcile your differences or do you think your two families are forever going to be feuding? I think that with our particular group of people, I'm not really sure if that's something, I mean, we're not going to be sitting down with sun at Sunday dinner together. Uh, probably, you know, like we're not going fishing. We're not going to be ATV riding and doing all kinds of fun things. We try to stay on our side of West Virginia and they try to stay on their side of West Virginia. Unfortunately, it's just like 20 miles apart, but we do try to stay in our own regions and deal with our own issues and grow our own companies because I'm growing a massive resort right now that is all it's all restoration work and it's early 1900s and I'm very busy with that I don't really have time for any drama mm -hmm. anything to take my mind away from what's most important which is creating tourism and development in Appalachia and that's actually well, have... right uh just to quickly interject you guys have axe throwing it's an old four-story structure is this the one that you're referring to Yes. So it's actually where all the machine guns were housed for the Battle of Blair Mountain, which is the only war in which the U.S. has ever fought against their own people. Um, it's in southern West Virginia. It's where the term redneck actually comes from. Oh. They were red bandanas. So uh, it's a historical building. We purchased that. We are putting in 24 luxury boutique hotels lofts upstairs, and they're going to be true to time and era right around 1910. And then there's an event center, a bar a restaurant, 
and also a um, theater troupe on site as well as the axe station. Are the axe continue to grow? Are the axes put away when the Hatfields come in? Just to be clear, <laughs> so we tr- we tried we tried to show them the axe station, but they really did not enjoy the whole premise. Um, no. I personally thought it was great. Um, you know, you catchy. You, you always got you got to always have something fun. Uh, they didn't see it as fun. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't pick up an axe and throw it at my grandfather. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But I'm a Hatfield. I mean, maybe somebody else would. If you're a boy, <laughs> I can understand that. But I don't think you're going to have a Hatfield come in and throw, you know, an axe at their own grandfather. That's so. good. That's good. Uh, what you, I want to ask both of you this, too. What are some things that the media often gets wrong about your family history? Amber, we can start with you just because, you know, even with dating back to the original crux of the feud, that's also things people disagree on. So I just want to see if there's anything that you guys have noticed that people get wrong. I mean, everybody has their own opinion of how the feud started. And 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 I'll be honest with you, I think the Hatfield blood genetic line, the gene, I think that it has really came down into all his children. I mean, you you have to look at my mother. Back in 1974, my mother started, you know, her restaurant, Billy Ann's Restaurant. I was raised in a restaurant. They were very business-minded people. And then in 2000, when the trails opened, she opened her lodging business, which was Devil Ranch Trail House. They have always been literally adding on to what their name, you know, what they were already established in. And they just kind of, you know, upped their game a little bit. They modernized with the times. And... I mean, everybody has their own story. Everybody feels, I always felt like it had to do with, you know, Asia Harmon. That's how, you know, and then I went back to the Confederacy because he was a Confederate, Dev Lance was a Confederate soldier. And, you know, and then you, it just was a timeline of different things. Like I said, you had the pig, you had Johnson, you had Roseanne, you know, the love story, the love triangle. So some people don't agree and that's fine. That's fine that, you know, you agree to disagree. But, you know, it, it, it's a great story and it's a true story. All this. And that's what gets me. People does not believe our story about me and Courtney and my mother and my husband. You know, I want people to know this. This is the truth. That's what, you know, I was reading comments the other day and I was like, oh, my gosh, people think this is not true. How you can't read the comments, me? Amber. You can't read them. No, I'm learning that. And I'm like, you know. <laughs> Me and Courtney has never been friends. She'll tell you that. We have we have always, and I, you know, I've said this multiple times. I, you know, I've always seen the bad side. I've always seen, I've never seen, you know, we've never had the chance to to ever really speak. It's always been through attorneys, really. You know what I'm saying? To talk about this, this, what happened. And it's a very true story between the two families. And this is not the whole Hatfield and McCoy family. This is not, you know, they signed a truce. This is between our particular Hatfield family against her particular McCoy family. And I, and I want to make that very clear, you know, cause I, I, you know, people are, are getting it mixed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Courtney. Um, as for timeline, I think that the documentation of history happened almost 30 years after the first instances of the feud had started. And within 30 years back then, that was almost an entire generation and a half. You may have lost a lot of those original people that were involved. So they were already receiving these big newspapers, you know, were featured right beside Jack the Ripper. That's how long ago it is. Mm-hmm. And these are secondhand stories, thirdhand stories. These are, these are accounts that are interpreted through people that were maybe from like New York Times and places like that, when they were coming to speak to people with Appalachian dialects that they may not have fully understood. 
because Appalachian has their own type of language as well, especially back then. So I think a lot of it could have been misconstrued. And anything that would have been able to tell, well, I mean, they burnt Randall's house down. So there was no artifacts in there from that. There's no pictures. There's no anything. There's, there's no Bibles. There's no books. I mean, there's Bibles in the other side of the family. You know, obviously he had another house after that. But I don't think that people truly understand the amount of time that passed between each instance. You know, six years, eight years, 10 years. This is from when Randall and Devil Ants were young adults with actual small children to when they were fading elderly men. All right, we've got to step aside for a quick recess, but we'll be back right after this. I guess this is something, um, you brought up a good point when both of you just talked about the timeline. It's probably something we should have done at the beginning. Do you mind if we just quickly go through some of those main <sighs> events that happened and just give uh, our listeners a brief history of how each event played a role in this ongoing feud? I'll go ahead and start with Asa Harmon. So in 1863, Asa Harmon had got out of the military. He was coming home. He goes into a place to seek some shelter, get something to drink. He is assassinated there. Well, he's shot and then later dies, but he's assassinated there. Then there's a multi-year time gap before there's any killings with the rebellions and all the different things that have happened. And then from there, you're going to skip and there's going to be an escalation, but it's not going to be till 1878. And that's when the dispute over the ownership of the hog happened with Floyd Hatfield. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge length of time, 13, 14 years, in which animosity grows. They're still living beside of each other. They're all intertwined in the same community because Appalachia was the Wild West, if you think about it back then, especially West Virginia. I mean, it had just became its own state. When this all started, it was not even its own state yet. So then, you know, you have the preacher ants. He rules in the Hatfield's favor. Well, then by 1880, they had killed additional brothers, Sam and Paris. They had said that it was self-defense, but there was no proof of that. I mean, there's just so many things. Uh, oh, the McCoys also had a bootlegging warrants out on them. And, you know, John C. was then arrested by the McCoys. So it's just a whole thing. And, and this is up until 1881, 1882. Right. And then what, what role did the Supreme Court play? So the Supreme Court, the issues were is the governors actually had to get involved because there was so much bloodshed. They had to send in special agents to try to break this up because nobody in southern West Virginia, Kentucky, eastern Kentucky at that point, would touch this situation. They did not want to have anything to do with it because all the people were related. The sheriffs were related to the Hatfields and the judges. And then there's a governor that's related to the Hatfields. So they were so heavily embedded in the political realm (laughs) that they couldn't handle their own disputes because there was bias toward them. And, and, you know, I laugh to this day because we almost went to Supreme Court, (laughs) me, me and Courtney against each other. So. That's why you see how it's really vital that we tell this story because it's almost like we, well, I mean, there wasn't no blood involved and nobody got killed or anything, but I mean, we almost had a case that almost went back to the Supreme Court again. And it was like reliving, you know, history. They say history always repeats itself. Yeah. Well, just so, you know, you guys, obviously this, 
You disagree. It sounds like you agree on why you disagree. Is that right? I would say so. Correct. <laughs> and what is the biggest thing you disagree on, would you say? Trust. Uh, trust. We have trust issues because, you know, during all this, I mean, we even had people that was like, they would send people our way and try to say, oh, we want to buy you out and we want to do this and we want to do that. And I mean, oh, Lanson, you have no idea what we went through. It it was it was a lot of a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, hurt, a lot of family hurt. I mean, this brought on so much. When I tell you animosity, I don't even know if animosity is the word that this brought on, because this not only affected my mother's side of the family, it affected you know, her brothers and sisters, it affected, you know, our, you know, with air with my aunts and uncles. I mean, it, it was just, a, it was horrible. It was horrible to live through. I never want to relive it. I don't want to relive it again. And, I'm, and I am reliving it again. And I start to catch myself. I, I build up this anger. You know what I'm saying? I, I build up all of this. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, just like mom said, if we could have just came together at the beginning of this, maybe it was lack of communication. Maybe there was no communication. Maybe that was the thing. Maybe there was I, no communication. And I think that there was a pride issue involved because of some of the things that had happened with your family that had nothing to do with me that got taken out on me. And I'm going to be honest, you know, when when you dance with a monster, you stare in the abyss. And that's where I felt like I was at. And when you are getting attacked from all sides, from multiple people, you have to draw first blood at that point. You at least have to injure them so that you know that you know where you stand. And I felt injured. So when I felt injured personally, and there was lawyers involved, and there were things being said, and there's a lot of Hatfields, so they all say different things to each other and everybody else, nothing personal to anyone, but the McCoys were standing solid together. Yeah, we're if not, we, our, our side did not stand solid together because you had this pod, which was mom, you know, you had, I mean, it, Courtney is right about that. You had mom's brother over here, the other brother over here, the aunt over here, then you had us, and we were the ones that was fighting me, my mother, my husband, and my stepdad. We were literally fighting this war. And every time that something would come out, it always got blamed on Courtney. And they was like, well, you know what, Amber? Courtney is sending letters on you. She is sending letters to your distributors. She is sending letters. You know, I would go, I would be in Kentucky. And I would be at a distributor's office and I would be like, you know, have getting ready to make a shipment, a delivery shipment. And they'd be like, oh, no, we can't. We have changed our minds. We can't accept this. And I said, what do you mean you can't accept this? And they're like, no, we can't accept this. You all have a legal battle going on. She has wrote letters. We got a letter in the mail. Uh, you know, we don't want involvement in this. We don't want any involvement in this. And I said, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Listen, this made us lose. We lost so much money. Here we are paying attorneys. And you're now, we're like, you know what? They're out to break us. They are literally out to break us. They're trying to destroy our business. They're trying to take our business, which they were. And I think if they really could have took it, they would have. But like I said, you never mess with a, you know, with a Hatfield because they will come back fighting because your name is everything. Your name is your legacy. It's your heritage. It's your character. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. You're born and with it. 
And we feel just entitled to those names because they're synonymous together. Those names. Correct. It's not just Correct. your name. It's our name, too, on your yes. bottle. On yes. our bottle, your name is on our bottle. The way we got to use the McCoy name with this trademark that we got was because we actually, Randolph's great-grandson, great-great-grandson is Randall McCoy. And that's how we were allowed to use, you know, the McCoy name, right? You know, he was, you know, he's, he gave us permission and that's how we were able to merge those two names together. Ladies, what and what? It, all, it also helps that it's a historical reference name and you technically cannot trademark historically referenced names by anyone, not even family, unless that person is still living and it's Correct. trademarked during that time. So that road is sticky. What would it take from both of you? I want to hear from both of you. What would it take to clink your glass and say, let's end this thing? Oh, a much longer conversation. <laughs> You're talking about over 10 years of unpacking here. I mean, I mean, Courtney, I'm right. I mean, you know, you have, oh, yeah. we agree on that. This is over 10 years of bitter rival feuding. I mean, court battling. Like I said, it almost went to Supreme Court. So you're talking about over 10 years of unpacking. And, I, you know, I just want an apology. I, I really want an apology. And like I said, maybe it was a maybe there was miscommunications. Maybe, you know, I thought about this yesterday. I thought, you know, I know that company that she was partnered with. I know that that was a big company. I, I mean, quote, tell me if I'm wrong. Was there like a, there was like 100 people on that company. So I thought, well, you know what? Maybe, just maybe. Courtney never really got to discuss a lot with these with these attorneys. And so you got to think you're talking about four people against 100 people. So, you know, I thought maybe there was just miscommunication. Maybe maybe they only told her what they wanted her to know. And, you know, you know, and I truly believe they did want animosity between us. I think that they did stir up a lot of trouble. I mean, they definitely stirred up trouble in our business because they did try to shut us down. And, you know. It's hard because, like I said, I'm still paying on attorney fees over this. And, you know, you're talking about ten, over 10 years. This happened in 2012. Less than two years ago, I received two cease and desist orders from your attorney after almost everything was already finalized to not use the name again. Yes, that's true. That's true. That is true. And, but, I mean, obviously I did. But Well, they told us you were trying to use Hatfield and McCoy names. And together, like to try to use air names. And we was like, there's, you can't do that. You know, you cannot do that. Mm. So last question I have for both of you two, I, I will say, I know that you guys have been feuding and your families have been feuding for a very long time, but I just want to give you both credit that I've, I've seen people argue before and they talk over one another. You can't understand what anyone's saying. And I will say, I appreciate that both of you have given each other the room to speak. I, it, anyone who's listening, they should, will notice that. It's, it's, it's truly inspirational. I'll say that. Uh, last question I have for you both. What's the one thing that you wish people knew? On both of your sides, I'll let you both go. Um, what's one thing you wish people knew about your family? I just want people to know that, you know, our family is a legacy. You know, you're talking about my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather. It's everything. It goes all the way back, you know, like like we're talking about the devil ants. And, you know, we've done our best to keep traditions alive and continue the names, you know, to reflect on generations of the Hatfield family. And you know what? Whether people 
they might not like us. They might love us. And we're, we're okay with that. But, you know, we just want people to know that we treat people the way that we want to be treated. And, you know, whether it's through, you know, our businesses or, or you know, or, or whatever we do. I mean, we are very kind-hearted people. <laughs> I mean, we really are. We, we're very giving people. My mother's the most givingest person on the face of this earth. And I don't like to hold on to the, all this animosity. I don't like to hold on to all this hurt. As you know, in the show, my mother even said, you know, you have to forgive. You have to soften your heart. And I'm a Christian. I serve God. And, you know, I have to pray a lot. And I'll say, you know, Lord, I make mistakes every day. And I say, thank God for grace. Because if it wasn't for grace, I'd be in a mess. But, you know, so I have to watch myself. I really have to watch myself. And it, it's, I just want people to know that we're, we're really truthful people. We're honest people. We're, we're, what you see is what you get with us. You're not going to see anybody else. We're just who we are. And, you know, we, we have a lot of heart about us. And, you know, we, like I said, we try to treat people the way that we want them to be treated. And Courtney, what would you say? I would want people to know that everything that myself and my family do every single day is to promote and grow and help Southern Appalachia to create jobs, to create adventure, to promote tourism, to make the location in which we live better than it was previous to. And we are fiercely independent and very strong and extremely blessed to live in the beautiful, wild and wonderful West Virginia where we get to be independent, we get to be free, and we get the rights to disagree, have a feud, maybe one day make up and not be bothered because we have our own space and our own worlds that we live in. Mm. Well, Amber, you know, I did say, oh, I did ahead. say, I said, I said, you know, I did mention this. I said, you know what? I got an idea. Why don't you just put us all at a table and just absolutely nobody interrupt? Like, and I'm, you know, we, we can do that, man, man, Courtney, as we seen today. And I said, let us start from the beginning and let's just get it all out there. And anybody that objects, you know what? We'll be, we'll all be there in the room. We can fix it. You know what I'm saying? We can mm. go back. We can bring the legal papers. We can bring the attorneys. We can bring whatever we need to do. But I think it would be great. I agree. And Amber, I love that you brought up God and treating people how you want to be treated. Courtney, I love that you highlight the blessing of nature and being free and giving back to the community that your family has been a part of for such a long time. So truly, I hope you guys make up one day. I think you'd be great friends. And if you do sit down at that dinner table, please invite me. I'd love to be there. <laughs> we will. We will. You guys have both been a pleasure to talk to. Thank you for coming on, getting schooled. And again, I, I hope that everything works out for you guys and good luck to both of you. All right. Thank, thank you. you, Abby. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. All right. If you missed anything from class, these are my office hours. And here are some top takeaways about the Hatfields and McCoys. Number one. The origin of the feud between the Hatfields and McCoys dates all the way back to 1863 and the Civil War. Asa Harmon McCoy was a Union soldier. Devil Anne's Hatfield was part of the Confederacy. When Asa returned, he was shot and killed by a group led by Devil Anne's. Number two, 
This feud became so complicated that it ended up going all the way to the Supreme Court because the two families had so many blood ties with the local officials, there was just too much bias to come to a neutral resolution. And number three, legal tensions between the families still exist today. Amber and Courtney cite that trust and pride are the two biggest things driving a wedge between the two families. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on the Hatfields and McCoys. For more podcasts, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this one on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. This has been Getting Schooled with Abby Hornacek on the Fox News Podcast Network. Class dismissed. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 